feel like you're sitting on your dream right now, stuck in the how, how to make it work, how to make it happen, and really just wondering how you're going to resource yourself and close the gap and get where you are now to where you truly want to be. Well, today on the Courage Cast, we're going to talk about what it actually takes to close the gap and to get your dream to done. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hey friend, welcome to The Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp and I'm so glad you're here today, that you're hanging out with me and I'm really excited about today's topic something that I've been thinking about for a while and I really, really want to share it with you. But before we do that, can I just ask you a huge favor? If you haven't already done so, would you consider actually rating and reviewing the podcast? You know, this is not something I talk about all the time, but I would love for more people to be able to listen to the Courage Cast. And in order for that to happen, iTunes has to recognize it as a podcast that people are really paying attention to. And the way they do that is by your ratings and reviews. And also if you share it with people, whether it's through text or, you know, screenshotting it and putting it on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you kind of hang out. But if the Courage Cast has inspired you in some way, would you consider doing that? I would love to reshare it and you can tag me at at the dot courage cast and I would be super super grateful okay friends so I hope you're ready because this is going to be a really fun episode and I really truly believe that it's going to inspire you to actually close the gap in your life have you ever felt like the gap between where you are right at this very moment and where you want to be is so wide that it almost feels like it's impossible to close it Maybe you have found yourself lately dreaming in the preparation stages of launching something like a course that, you know, would involve your transformation story and really helping people to learn what you've learned along the way. But when you think about putting it out into the world, it like, it seems like there are just too many obstacles, like they're mountains and they're standing in your way. And you might be even fighting a little bit with the incidental stuff like, you know, the tech or whether or not you have the right platform to launch it on or, you know, what you should charge as far as the price and on it goes. Or maybe you have too many ideas. And so it's not a matter of like, what should you do? But you're trying to think of like, I have too many opportunities and too many ideas that I can't just seem to narrow it down. And so you're just questioning, where do I even begin? Well, I am raising my hand here today because I have felt that way so often. I have been so close to the finish line on so many projects and things, yet unable to cross the finish line. And it feels like the last bit, like the last few steps is like the Grand Canyon to close really the gap between where I started and where I want to be. And that last few steps can feel so defeating because you're almost there. 
and it's frustrating and it may be the reason why you've actually stopped altogether, why you're not actually putting it out into the world and why you've even considered giving up on the dream altogether. In full disclosure, I am a dreamer and I don't lack for ideas or concepts, but my follow through is not always the greatest. And even right now, I am in the midst of doing something where literally I could use this podcast in reference to exactly what I am going through. So this is just as much for me today as it is for you. Now, there have been many, many times where I've actually seen something in my imagination and then it comes into fruition. So I think the first like real time I can remember this is in college just before I got there because I had this vision of singing with this girl and I could even visualize what she looked like. And it was almost probably a year before it actually came into being. Now, it happened when I was driving in my parents' van on the way to Springfield, Missouri, and we were, I was going to college for my freshman year. And I was looking out the window, and no joke, I had this like vision pop through my mind, and I could see it as plain as day. And I never really thought much about it at the time, like it was just kind of something that happened. But about a year later, well, almost a year later, I was singing with a girl who was very, very similar to the girl I could picture in my mind. And it's funny because at the end of my freshman year, I was in the stairwell in my dorm and I came across this girl who was in my music program. I came across this girl in my music program. Her name is Shana. And for three years afterwards, we sang together. We performed at coffee houses, school events. We even toured in a band called Frontline across Canada and USA. So like looking back, you know, I just had, you know, a dream and thought it was a sure outcome, like dream it. And then it comes to life. So I'm wondering if anyone here can relate. Do you have a dream? that you're itching to bring to life and yet you constantly feel like you're on the edge of your seat. You're like willing it into existence. Like you want it so bad that you can feel it. Like you can see it in your mind's eye and you are constantly like imagining yourself there. And the more time that goes by, like maybe a month and it turns into two and then you just feel like you're waiting months and months and months, or maybe it's even a year and a year turns into two and all of a sudden you have gone with so much time that's gone by that you start to lose hope altogether. Well, here's the thing. I think you're so much closer than you think you are. Closing the gap on where you are now and where you would like to be is actually not as hard as you think it is. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. So it's taking your dream from something that feels impossible under the current circumstances to actually making it happen. So let me just start by saying this. Now, I've not always had a dream and been able to bring it to life or like had where the outcome was like my friend Shana, where I visualize something and then it just happened. Like that's not always the case, right? So I I want to preface that by saying that because it's not just as simple as like dream it and then it's, you know, okay, poof, it's done, right? Um, In fact, I have some real dreams right now 
that I'm still ruminating on. Um, they're kind of in the vault. They're they're there, but they're not yet brought to life. And just some have been easier than others. And I have seen it come to life at different points in my life. And I want to share that with you. I want to share what it takes. But I want you to know that there are still some right now in my personal life, my professional life that I feel are out of reach still right now to this day. So before we get to that, I, I want to ask you a question. Like, did you know <laughs> that I actually wrote a book? Now, it's something that I don't talk about very often, and I don't really make it a well-known fact. Um, back in 2012 is when I released Design with Purpose, and I launched it into the world because I just really had this vision and purpose for the book. And I really did it kind of like covertly. I didn't really tell a lot of people. Some friends of mine were saying afterwards during my book launch party, they were like, okay, you completely wrote a book, edited and did all of the stuff that you would do and then never told a soul that you were doing it. But lately, I've been feeling a little convicted about the fact that I don't talk about it that much because I know what it took to get it here. Like, I know what I had to go through to get it. And actually, just as I'm saying that right now, I'm kind of having a little bit of a clarity moment. I almost wonder sometimes if we don't talk about it, because if it doesn't happen, then we will not be risking what people think. Like, oh, you didn't do it? Hmm. So maybe that could be part of the reason why I didn't tell everybody. But Anyways, long before I ever held it in my hands, it was a dream of mine. So I've always kind of had this dream to write a book, you know, for as long as I can remember. And I didn't just arrive at the end product. It was a labor of love and it was a really arduous process, actually, that required a lot out of me. And I had to do some serious mental gymnastics and I had to learn (laughs) so much before I ever got the book like in my hands. So I just want to take you back a little bit and kind of tell you a little bit about what happened when I first decided to write the book. Now, I didn't know at the time that it was, you know, going to happen because I wanted it to happen, but I had no idea how to make it happen. So really, it felt like it was impossible. So my inner critic, which can be very loud, very obnoxious at times, shut the idea down so hard that it almost didn't happen. Like, as soon as like, I thought about it, it was like, boom, nope. And that's happened quite often with me. Um, I thought at the time, like, who am I to write a book? Like, who would ever want to read that? What do I have to say? And I didn't consider myself much of a writer. So there was that, (laughs) you know, I thought, well, how am I even going to write? Like, I'm not even that great. And I still, still think that sometimes, even after writing a book, like, I'm like, I'm not even that great of a writer. Um, Not to mention the fact that I really didn't have any funds to make it happen. Like, did you know I actually cost money to write a book? And I didn't have any resources. I had no one to guide me. I didn't have like a writing coach or a like a book publishing coach or anything, nothing. Like I completely did the whole thing on my own. But I did have a dream. I had a dream to write a book. And at the time, 
I didn't even know what I was going to write about. So this one particular weekend, I was attending a coach training and I was getting another certification for coaching. And um, it was my turn to be coached by our trainer, Luch. And I was sitting across the table from him and we were talking and it was kind of like one of those laser sessions like it's just a 15 minute session and as soon as we sat down across from the table from one another I like had this feeling like something happened internally where there was like this bubbling up inside me like this energy kind of just started and I was really wanting to talk to him about how I could help my coaching clients more because I had started this group coaching program through my church and I had gone through three different cohorts of it and it was like going so well like women were having these huge life transformations and they were discovering their purpose and it was like oh it was just amazing like it was one of the funnest times of my life but I knew that I could do more and I knew I wanted to do more so I wasn't sure what was the next step to help them. So my coach started asking me a couple questions and the very, and the very first thing that came out of my mouth was that I felt like I was supposed to write a book. Like it just like, I blurted it out and immediately I followed that up with every excuse possible. Like, even though my heart was saying one thing, like, I want to do this, my inner critic was shouting at the top of her lungs, like you have nothing to say, Andrea, like, who are you to write a book? And nobody's going to buy the book anyways, even if you do write it. And like, what a joke, like, this is a joke and forget about it before you even start. And you have no money. And like, where, how are you going to invest in this? And what are you going to do? And like, I mean, on and on it goes. And the sad part was, is that I really actually believed all of that to be true. Like I did. It was, it was so easy for me to listen to the inner critic and say, yeah, you're right. Like I, you know, what am I going to say? Like, I don't know. And before I could even begin to write one page type, like one single word in my, my MacBook, I had to shift my belief around what was possible. So my coach was asking me some more questions. And in 15 minutes, like it literally only took 15 minutes, I had completely shifted my mindset and made the decision that I was going to write the book. Something completely clicked in me. And I knew why I had activated belief within me. Like I had actually talked myself into the idea because I knew that there was something that needed to come out of me. And even though I had no idea how I was going to get there. So most of the time when we have a dream, when it's in the idea stage, it feels really exciting and very exhilarating because it's like, you know, all these ideas are flowing and you could do this or that. And it's like, you could spend like years in that phase, just really hashing out ideas and concepts. But it's not until you actually start to piece together, you know, the process of how it's going to happen. That is where most people get stuck. It's in the how, like, how am I going to bring this to life? Or how am I going to write this? Or how many chapters am I going to put in the book? Or how am I going to publish it? Like all of the questions, because especially if you don't know anything to begin with, and you're you're questioning everything, and 
the how is where you get stuck. And <laughs> thank God for Google, because that's what I did. I literally Googled my way into writing and self-publishing the book. So, so many people get worried that they don't have the resources, the know-how, the connections, the network, the right people to help them. And I have to say this because friends, like even though I've done this, even though I wrote a book with like zero help, I did not know what I was doing. I've also been so stuck in other things because I was relying on the how. And I understand what it's like to be in a position where you just feel so compelled to do something and you activate the belief. And yet I have also been on the other side of it, where I have really felt equally as compelled to do something, but I couldn't activate the belief to actually get going. So the day I made the decision to write the book, like this is where the differentiation becomes in. I had no idea how I was going to do it. Like there was no blueprint to how to do it. I didn't know anyone who had done it and nothing. But I did know that I was going to do it. Like I had made the decision. And like I said, thank God for Google, because again, I had no idea what I was doing. So maybe it's not a book for you, but maybe it's a course or you have a business idea or you have had something in your life, like a transformation in your life that you want to share with the world, that you want to communicate to people, um, a gift, uh, your talent, your artistic ability, whatever it is. Just last week, I had the opportunity to coach one of my really good friends, and she's a brilliant communicator and speaker. And she's also a, a Bible teacher. And I was taking my afternoon walk, and she texted me, and she asked if I could hop on a coaching call with her that afternoon because there was a decision that she wanted to make. And it was really time sensitive. So within that hour, we were on the phone and it was really clear right from the start that there was something that she knew she had to put out into the world. Like she was really, really strong in her convictions that it needed to be done, but she was hesitating and I could hear it in her voice. I could hear it in some of the things that she was saying, the dream was right in front of her. Like she had it. She could explain it to me. She could tell me how it was going to impact people. She could share really what she hoped and dreamed would come of it. But for her, the gap seemed really, really hard to close. Like she was having a hard time getting from the point that she was right where she was at to actually closing the gap. So I asked her point blank, okay, well, what's the holdup? Like, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you put it out into the world? Like what's happening here? And she actually told me, she's like, well, I just don't have the resources. I'm, I'm stuck on the tech and I'm, I'm trying to make things happen and it's just not happening. And I mean, honestly, no, before I even knew it, like I was like, I called BS. I was like, that's bullshit because you can do anything you want to do, finding the resources, and you can hire someone from Fiverr to do the tech stuff or anybody. Like, I mean, anything you need to have happen can be done. But I think what happens is, is we get in our minds that these things are so big that we don't want to ask for help or we don't want to enlist help or we think that we can't really afford it. And so we just stop 
we stop doing it, we stop asking for help, we stop getting, you know, what we need to actually get the idea and bring it to life. So as she was telling me, I started to recognize the real reason. There was something else that was keeping her from taking those last steps to close the gap in her dream and to to actually launch this into the world. She was wrestling with her worth. And some of the things that were coming up were, do I really deserve to be paid? Like she was questioning whether or not, you know, when she was charging people for this, whether or not like they would even want to buy it from her. Like, does she deserve to actually receive the money for it? Um, heck yeah. Yeah, you do. You totally deserve the money for this. And like she had originally had one price and all of a sudden she wanted to bring the price up and she's like, well, I don't know, like I'm, am I even worth that much? And, you know, my idea and thought about that is, is that, well, here's the thing. It's like, you know, the transformation, when people want a transformation, they're willing to pay the amount of money that you're going to charge. And when you have gone through the process of putting it together and putting it out into the world, you know how much it needs to be. And sometimes we lowball ourselves because we think that we don't deserve that much money. And of course, like the, you know, question of like, well, who's going to buy this? Like, you know, do I even know anybody who's going to buy it? And I think that so many people get stuck there, you know, thinking, well, you know, maybe people want it, but like at the end of the day, are they actually going to do it? Like, you know, maybe people on my email list or the friends I have, like, who's actually going to invest in this with me? And I probably hear the course of amens right now, because, you know, you might have something right now that you know that you are stalling on, because you're afraid people are actually going to pay you for it. <laughs> right? So maybe you have a dream to speak, and you're just going places and speaking for free. And, and then you're wondering why, you know, people aren't paying you. Um, maybe it's like to coach and you're lowballing your price as a coach, or it's sharing your artistry, your gift with the world. And you're like totally willing to, you know, uh, give your art to people, but you're not willing to actually receive the money. Like, here's just like a quick example of that. Okay. So I have students that I teach voice to. And I was thinking of doing a little recital with them and a masterclass. And so at first I was like, oh, well, you know, they're already my students. Like, I'll just make it free or whatever. Right. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? This actually takes my time. Like it actually involves me like putting some skin in the game here. And and I was like, I don't have to do this. Like, it's not required of me. It's not something I have to do. But I was like, you know, well, maybe I'll just charge like this amount. And it was like a lower number. It was so cheap, like anybody could afford it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, they'll definitely do it. But then I thought to myself afterwards, I was like, okay, well, if you start there and you ever want to do it again, then you've already lowballed yourself and you've kind of, you know, set the bar at that price. And so I really had to think about it. And I was like, at the end of the day, I could charge like this amount, this higher amount or this lower amount. And they can say no either way, right? I could have like no one sign up or lots of people sign up for it. And, but what if I have all the people sign up for it at the higher amount? And trust me, people, it was not that much money. Like I'm really making more out of this than it really is. But I think what I'm talking about really applies because I think so often we get stuck in the semantics. 
And so I really just made this decision, the decision, you know what, I'm either going to do it and charge for it, or I ain't going to do it at all. And just make that decision because you know what, these kids that would learn from me as a vocal coach in a masterclass and get the opportunity to perform in front of their peers, like that's an opportunity for them that they can learn and that there's some skin in the game. And when there's skin in the game and the parents know there's skin in the game, then the kids are actually going to, you know, show up. They're going to do what they need to do because the parents put some money into it, right? And, you know, if it's too low, then, you know, the maybe they won't show up. Maybe, you know, they're not going to be prepared, all of those things. But when you actually put it at a higher price point, you value your time more, you value what you have to give more, people honor that even if they don't know it. Okay, that's a total side note there. Okay, so maybe you're a little bit like my friend and you feel like you're not worthy, like you are totally just devaluing what you have to offer the world. And you think, well, maybe somebody will like have pity on me and throw me a few dollars here or there. And then you can stay in the game, like maybe get a side hustle or do this or do that. And at the end of the day, you really don't feel like you deserve or that you're worthy to get paid for what you can do. So I want to, I just want to remind you that sometimes this is a, just a full out scarcity mindset. And it's something that you have to work through. But it also can be that you are really struggling to come to terms with your innate worth and what you have to give to the world. And that can be, you know, linked up to really when you're a child, your story, your money story, or your value, your worth. And it's like a false identity that you buy into, you believe to be true about yourself. So, As we talked, my friend and I, it became really clear that she was willing to do anything it took to bring her her dream to life. So she was listing out every last thing. But even as she was doing that, she was really failing to see what she truly needed in order to close the gap. And that was that she had to activate belief. She had to choose to believe that she was worthy of the dream. Okay. And maybe that's what you feel like for yourself right now. It's like, if I could get from where I am right now to where I want to go, I would have to believe that I could get there. I could, I'd have to believe that I'm worthy of attaining that, of getting that result, of achieving that milestone. Um, you know, maybe right now you're sitting on something like a dream, a plan, a book, a course, um, something that you know, you know, deep, deep down is going to help other people, but you're not doing it because you feel undeserving of the dream or you feel like you don't get deserve to get paid for it or deserve to get paid very much for it. And when I was sitting across from my coach, he asked me a question that changed everything. And he said, Andrea, what happens if you don't do it? Like, think about that for a second. Like, what happens, friend, if you don't do it? If you don't take that step and close the gap? Like, okay, say, fine, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just going to end it all here. I'm going to take the idea. I'm going to close it down, you know, shelve it, whatever. And I think that simple question was enough to jolt me into reality. So, like, I remember I just leaned forward and I said to him, it has to happen. 
Like I have to do this. The thought of not doing it, of not giving more of myself, of really um, impacting those women in the coaching group more was actually worse than the fear of doing it, of not knowing what I was going to do. And even though there was so much fear around, you know, all of the excuses, the reasons I would list off before, um, I really knew that not doing it was worse. So that moment became really pivotal in my life. In it was in my career because it activated my purpose. Like that question helped me to realize what I had to give and that I had to step out and take that opportunity. And I had to step out in in fear and I had to step out and actually, you know, do something I'd never, ever done before. And that just started a chain of events within my life that has led me to where I am today. But there are moments, even still to this day, where I hear my inner critic shouting at me. And even though I have become much better at quieting her, the truth is, is that deep down, sometimes I still feel like that scared little girl with a false identity who's afraid to step out, to use her voice, to impact people that feels undeserving. And when I realized that I could start to, you know, really make a bigger impact, I had to identify that false identity and I had to reframe the thoughts I had about it, about the experience I'd gone through as a kid, about why I felt the way I did. And I had to then, as I reframed it and spoke the truth of it, I really had to match it up with who I am today so that I can live out of that place and not out of the place where I was wounded in a false identity. And that changed everything. Like that was work, but it changed absolutely everything. And you might be in that place right this moment where you're listening to the loudest voice, which is your false identity. You're listening to the inner critic, the wounded child in you saying, well, you don't deserve it, or that's not for you, or, you know, you'll never make money, or you'll never be good enough at that. And I just want to remind you, friend, that If you're living out of that place, if you're making decisions out of that place, I need you to to just to remember that that is your false identity, not the truth of who you are. So if you can see the dream right in front of you, then I want to remind you that you can close the gap by activating the belief about who you truly are. Because if you have been preparing and done everything possible to bring yourself to this point now. And you can't seem to launch it. You can't seem to press publish on the other side because you're hearing the false identity speak up, the critic screaming at you that you don't deserve it, that no one will listen to you, that no one will buy this from you. Then your core fear is controlling you. Okay. So you have to reframe it and you have to get to the heart of what it is that is holding you back so that you can close the gap because all the how all the strategy in the world all the courses that you could possibly take all of the help you could enlist is never going to get you to the finish line 
what is going to get you to the finish line is activating belief in yourself that you do deserve it, that you do believe it, that you are worthy of the dream. And yeah, it's a process. Like, I'm not going to lie. Most people think, you know, if I just know the how or the strategy, then I'll just be able to finish. (laughs) But it's really important to actually do the mindset work to actually take a step back and say, you know what, in order to create the most momentum moving forward, I have to really take a look at what is my core belief about myself and about what I deserve. So when I'm working with clients now, kind of like my friend, you know, who are bringing their dream to life, I take them through this process because I know that they come to me usually and say, you know what, this is the thing. These are the reasons they list out the reasons why they're not doing what they want to be doing. Uh, and, and, and it's kind of sometimes a little bit of a, a reality check because, you know, I say, well, you know, you're going to actually take a look back at, you know, your childhood a bit and you're going to have to get real and honest with yourself about some of the things that happened. They're like, what, like, why, what would I have to do that? Like, what is that have to do with anything. But in order to get where you need to go, we need to reverse engineer the process. And so that means looking at where you want to go and reverse and say, okay, well, what would I need to do to get to where I want to be? Right? So you reverse engineer the process, which always helps you to do that. And that's really seeing what it would be like to live out of that healed place. Like, So maybe you're thinking, well, I'm visualizing where I want to be, right? I've got a dream, I'm visualizing it. But that is totally different than actually embodying the place you want to be and living out of that. Like, what does that feel like when I'm healed, when I have that faith activated, that belief activated in my life, and I'm living out of that place in my life? What would be different about that? And so it's not living out of the wound itself. It's living out of the true self the the true identity so when we can envision that we can start seeing what obstacles are really standing in the way how to troubleshoot those what strategies you can put in place and that's kind of when the how and all that kind of stuff comes in so for my friend it was really envisioning herself as successful like it was really truly believing that she was successful and you know and it was something that she had to uproot out of herself So once you're able to see what's possible from a different perspective in your life, you will be in the process of activation. Okay. So activate belief and then activate the process of how, and I can tell you from experience that when your belief is activated, it becomes so much more fun because the process of actually being in, you know, like writing a book or launching a course or doing something that you've really wanted to do, like, like you dream about doing it for your whole life. But then when you get in the how in the weeds and you're stuck and you're like, I hate this, you know, like I want to quit. But when you have activated belief, it actually becomes fun. You enjoy the process. And so I want to encourage you um, that closing the gap from where you are now to where you want to go is a lot less scary than you think it is. And it's actually probably a lot smaller of a gap than you think it is. Just takes being really honest with yourself about what's holding you back. So for me, it was a lack of belief that I had anything to offer the women I was coaching. And it took me leaning into those fears because 
I didn't really feel qualified to speak about what they're facing, but my coach helped me to really see that from a different vantage point. And then I started believing in what I was going to do and the impact that I'd make. And then I wrote and self-published my book. And, you know, even now just thinking about it, I feel pretty damn proud about it. And so I just want to say to you, like, if you're in a place right now where you have a dream and there's something you've been working on, um, and you're stuck in the semantics, it's not about the how it's not about the strategy. It is a mindset issue. (laughs) Okay. So let's jump into a coaching intensive and actually see what it will take for you to shift that belief in your life. And in order to do so, just go onto my website, andreachrist.ca forward slash schedule and book a coaching intensive with me. And we will get to the heart of what is holding you back from taking that step and closing the gap in your life. Now, I'm really excited right now because I'm in the process of actually building a brand new coaching program. So this is really crazy that I'm actually recording this and um, talking about it right now because honestly, like these are some of the things that I've been revisiting in my life. And it's a program that I have really wanted to do. It's like kind of like the sequel program to what I did when I first started coaching, which is designed with purpose. And it's really about all about when women understand that their purpose is, but they have not been able yet to step into their personal power and really generate the confidence that they need to go that extra mile and really put it out into the world in a way that feels really authentic to who they are and uses their story of transformation and uses an authentic approach to actually putting their stamp on what they're doing. And so I'm really excited about that because that's something that's in the work in the works for me, but I have to say all of that to tell you, like I'm activating belief in my life right now, just even doing that. But if you're interested in that, like if that's something you'd be like, Oh my gosh, that'd be super cool. I'd love to do that. Then why don't you hit me up? Send me an email, andreacrisp at me.com. We can chat and I'll tell you a little bit about it. And um, otherwise I'm going to be launching details fairly soon. But before we do that, I just want to ask you one final question what is really holding you back? Is it that you don't know how you're going to do something? How you're going to resource yourself? How you're going to fund it? Or is it that you just really truly need to activate belief in your life to take that next step? Friend, I love hanging out with you. I love spending these days with you. And I just want to say thanks for tuning into the Courage Cast. And I would love to connect with you, whether it's through coaching or whether it's on social media. You can find me at at Andrea Chris Coach or at the dot Courage Cast on Instagram. And I'm also on Facebook as well, but I hang out more on Instagram. And please do connect with me there and let's have a conversation. And you can share with me what's going on in your life. Friend, until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.